The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon One sentence summary. The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem is the definitive piece on one of the most important psychological traits we need to live a happy life and lays out how you can introduce six practices into your life to assert your right to be happy and live a fulfilling life. My favorite quote from the author is, If my aim is to prove I am enough, the project goes on to infinity, because the battle was already lost on the day I conceded the issue was debatable. Nathaniel Brandon My friend Paul gave me this book years ago, and I remember having to read most pages twice. It felt very complicated at the time. The concepts in it are for sure, Nathaniel Brandon's thinking is on a very high and abstract level. Of course, you wouldn't expect anything less from one of Ayn Rand's most devoted followers and former lovers. <clears throat> Brandon devoted his life to the psychology of self-esteem, which culminated in the publication of this book in 1994. He discovered six pillars which are the foundation on which one can develop a healthy amount of self-esteem to live a fulfilled life. Here are three lessons from the book. 1. Self-esteem is like calcium. A lack won't kill you, but you can't truly live without it. 2. Accept yourself and take full responsibility. 3. Living purposefully and practicing personal integrity are the hardest pillars of self-esteem. Ready to assert your right to be happy? It's time for a pep talk. The six pillars of self-esteem. Lesson 1. Self-esteem is like calcium. A lack won't kill you, but you cannot truly live without it. This answers the question, how can we adequately describe a lack of self-esteem and its consequences? You can read headlines like 10 tips to appear more confident or how to boost your self-esteem everywhere. But if I asked you to really explain what self-esteem is, could you do it? It surely has to be more than the drunken confidence of frat guys trying cheesy pickup lines on girls, right? Yep. Nathaniel Brandon says, Self-esteem is the immune system of consciousness, with the ability to resist, make it strong and regenerate it. In a way, self-esteem is like calcium. Calcium is what makes your teeth and bones strong, making it an essential part of a healthy body. While a lack of calcium won't kill you, if you stay depleted over a long time, living a fully engaged life becomes really hard as your body gets weak. The same is true for self-esteem and your psychological well-being. Sure, you can navigate through life without it, but you'll always get pushed around and not truly live in accordance with your goals, purposes and values. This is because self-esteem works like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you expect yourself to be capable of, the more these expectations influence your behavior in a way that makes your actions align with them. Therefore, your self-esteem is a way to turn your desires into reality. The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem Lesson 2 Accept yourself as you are and take responsibility for 100% of the things that happen in your life. This answers the question, what is a big facilitator of self-esteem that allows you to move towards your goals? I can't describe all six pillars here, but number two and three are important. They are self-acceptance and self-responsibility, which may be a bit hard to differentiate at first, so let me try. Self-acceptance is connected to mindfulness. 
you choose to value yourself just the way you are, without practicing judgment. For example, yesterday I bit my nails very badly. I could get mad at myself and regret this, but if I choose to accept that it happened, I can then ask why I bit in the first place. The answer is that I was stressed, because I felt behind on what I wanted to accomplish for the day. And biting my nails was a physical relief for the stress that I created in my head when my expectations didn't match reality. If you practice self-acceptance and dig deeper, you'll make repeating this bad behavior a lot less likely. A caveat. Self-acceptance shouldn't be confused with complacency. To the contrary. The only way to find the drive to get better is to accept yourself as you are now. Otherwise, you'll waste all of your time agonizing over your past mistakes. So self-responsibility is a direct result of self-acceptance. It means taking control of your life and happiness by becoming 100% solution-oriented. Don't waste even a second complaining and instantly ask, what can I do about it whenever a problem arises? Completely stop blaming others. Nobody's pushing your buttons. No one's actions are a precondition for your own. And it is nobody's job to make you happy. It's all you. And that is a good thing. The six pillars of self-esteem lesson three. Try to live with a purpose and practice personal integrity. It's hard. This answers the question, what are the toughest pillars of self-esteem? Pillars 5 and 6 are connected as well. The former is about living purposefully. Most of us feel like we have a sense of what our purpose is, or at least a rough idea of it. Living with purpose means to try and keep clarifying that purpose as you go along, while simultaneously taking actions that will move us closer in that direction. For example, I could say I want to be a writer and then just wait until I have a good idea for a novel, quote-unquote. But instead, I just build my skills in the meantime by writing for four-minute books every time I get a chance. I can figure out an idea for a novel later. At least I'm living in alignment with my purpose. Taking action is the part that makes sure you complete the sixth pillar, the most difficult of them all, personal integrity. It's when how you behave matches the words you speak. It starts with keeping small promises and speaking the truth even when a little white lie would be more convenient. This is the hardest one to practice, because our society makes immorality seem normal. Being a cynic and exhibiting bad habits is even considered cool these days. For example, drinking, failing at a startup, not caring about your career, and so on. The fact that you and I are surrounded by plenty of dishonest hypocrites makes it all the more clear and important that we have to be different. My personal takeaways from the six pillars of self-esteem for 2017. Okay, this is a very tough book to sort of crack apart. As I alluded to in the intro of this summary, it's very complicated when you read it. It's not, it's not very easy to digest at the very least. Um, so in this case... For books like this, Blinkist is just super helpful because they break it down to a more manageable language. And then if you can go back in and dig a bit deeper uh, behind their lessons and Google around a bit, that's often more helpful than you trying to extract the simple lesson from the complicated original piece of work. Um, so that's just uh, that's just an example for when Blinkist is really useful. And so... 
two things I want to talk about. Uh, lessons two and three. So basically pillars two and three and then pillars five and six. Let me start with uh, pillars two and three. So self-acceptance and self-responsibility. Again, acceptance being not dwelling on your mistakes um, and self-responsibility being taking responsibility for all the stuff that happens, which includes your own mistakes and then whatever else goes wrong that you can't do anything about. Um, and it, I haven't, I haven't really put it out clearly in, in the summary, but the result of that, of being self-acceptant and self-responsible is speed. So you just get speed, right? So every second I spend worrying about how how much I bit my nails is a second loss. Like it's in the past, it's done, right? I can't, I, there's nothing I can do about that, but accept it. And acceptance is the only thing that lets me move on. The same thing with responsibility. Like if, I don't know, if my power goes out right now and, or my mic breaks, there's nothing I can do about that. <clears throat> but the only thing that helps is me saying, okay, guess I got to get a new mic and then walking to the store and buying a new mic. That's the only thing that helps. And so self-acceptance, self-responsibility, the two in combination lead to incredible speed and speed is so important. I'm only starting to realize this now. Um, I mean, I'm 26. Uh, I work harder than ever before. Uh, and the I want to say I started working really hard at 23 or 24 that's only when i realized okay so you can't you know just like do what you have to and then chill all the time if you want to really be great and write great stuff and do great things and i don't know make something like a million bucks and not have to worry about money uh then speed is the game like i don't think of myself as that talented that i can afford to you know like chill around and just do do my thing and work 40 hours a week and blah 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 so i need speed if i ever want to make it to where i want to go uh, that said that ties nicely into the next theme living with purpose uh, and practicing integrity i'm never worried about getting where i want to go I, I i don't i'm never dwelling on oh will i make it will i hit my goal but i'm not even not even thinking about that because i'm just focused on doing what i can for that right now so i'm just writing right now i'm recording uh tomorrow i want to write something on quora again like every day and then next week i'm going to write a blog post and so on and if some kind of idea for a novel this morning i woke up and had a really good idea for a book um i wrote it down and i'll, I'll circle back around to it no worries but in the meantime i'm 100 focused on the present 100 focused on building my skill 100 focused on making sure I work for my purpose every single day. And the last one, uh, and that's what I have to do, I feel now, in order to live up to what I'm talking, what I'm saying all the time with all this hard work stuff. If I wasn't writing every day, like I would be full of shit. So uh, personal integrity is so huge. I mean, I don't get how people can make fun of it. I haven't gotten anything done today. Oh, look, I've been on Facebook for four hours and they make fun of it. And I'm like, are you dumb? Like that's stupid you shouldn't be you shouldn't make fun of that you shouldn't think that's cool that's stupid because i know inside they're dying because they they thought oh man i just want to be a person who gets stuff done uh i wish i could be the guy who gets shit done and then not not have to play this down this way so integrity is huge i mean 
I've gotten multiple requests. Uh, so 2015, for example, I got one from my uncle where he said, you know, do you want to uh, have this thing? Do you want to do it for me? Want to help me work on it? Blah, blah, blah. And I saw the workload coming and and I knew it, the pay wasn't great and everything. So I was like, and I agreed on the phone. I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then all day I had this terrible feeling in my gut. I was like, this is shit. I don't want to do this. This is going to cost me so much time and so on. So same night I sent him an email. I said, look, I'm sorry. I can't do it. It's it's going to be horrible. I'm going to work on my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And he was pissed. And... um but I felt so much better because I lived up to my values. It wasn't work I wanted to do. So I said no. And man, leaving your integrity intact is one of the best feelings in the world. So I hope this helps you a little bit. I hope this gave some insight into how I try to do it. Um, looking forward to see you on the next summary and peace out. <laughs>